aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. It's the podcast inspired by a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Hey, it's just me today. No nice lady, Christy Wise, to dig into some TBTL clips with me. And that's because I decided to do something a little bit differently for this month's clip show. I knew that I wanted to tackle the long-running TBTL joke of cat rolling, and so usually I would root around in the archives and find the best parts for us to talk about. But as I listened back to those shows, I realized that that's just not possible in this case. You see, in order to really appreciate that glorious six-month period of pranking Andrew, I think you have to hear it all, from the first mischievous joke by Luke to the elaborate black ops by the Tens, some of which may have been masterminded by various hosts of this podcast, and even some traps laid by genuine media superstars. So I set out to pull everything cat roll related, and I ended up with 20 clips totaling an hour and 35 minutes of material. And there's no way that Christy and I could talk about all of them and we'd just be laughing about how funny they are anyway. So I present to you what I'm calling the cat rolling of Andrew Walsh in all its uninterrupted glory. Even if you're a more recent listener to TBTL or one of our non-TBTL listeners and have no idea what this is all about, hold on and it will all become clear. The clips begin in July of 2014 and run through May of 2015, and I hope you all enjoy listening to them as much as Luke clearly enjoyed Andrew's frustration. Here we go. All right, so this is um, this is uh, this is disclosure is the name of the band or the the producer. Latch is the name of the song, and it's featuring this guy Sam Smith. And I know I said we were just gonna do. Uh, three songs today because uh, we were kind of running short on time but uh, I wanted to just sneak one more in here as this uh, disclosure song kind of wraps up uh, and this one is um, actually controversial Dave this is not sorry about that that was not what I was trying to play this one is actually not um, on the list of nominees but I just kind of have an official because I'm the host of the show I get to add things in and so I'd like to humbly submit Uh, this is also Charlie XCX, mm-hmm. um, and um, it might be trap Thank music. Iggy Azalea. It's, there's some, if you listen very closely, it, very faintly in the background, there's Iggy Azalea, uh, too, <laughs> so that's really good. See, uh, I like the vocals on this, yeah. and the vocals are still, like, up front on this, but <laughs> yeah. I like it. My They're issue is more with the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the song's a bit preachy, though. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. You don't have to, like, kind of hit me over the head with the message. But it turns out, Andrew, you'll be, I think, interested in this based uh, on the fact that you're often referred to on this show as um, as Hodor. Hodor. Uh, although I just found out today that the actor who plays Hodor is 6'11". So you've got some wow. you've got some growing to do if you're going to um, if you're going to really fully inhabit the role. But the actor who plays Hodor on the show Game of Thrones, which if you don't watch Game of Thrones or care about Game of Thrones, this is going to be a rough five minutes because we love and care about that show a lot, and we talk about Hodor all the time because we always call you Hodor. And the guy who plays Hodor, his name is Christian Nairn. 
turns out he's actually a really successful house music DJ and for like 20 years has been spinning house music and this whole acting and being Hodor on Game of Thrones Hodor. that's the new development in his life and Andrew actually got some of his music some of Christian and Nairn's uh, DJ music that he's going to be playing on this tour of Australia called Rave of Thrones do you want to hear some of it? I think so. Let me, can I ask you really quickly how yeah. well you're equipped to kind of judge this? Because I am not well-equipped to, ju- well to judge house music at all. Like, I don't know good house music from bad. Well, we'll just play it and we'll let the listeners decide. How about that? We don't even okay. have to render judgment. So, okay. um, here we go. I mean, I am on a lot of Molly right now, but I'm mm-hmm. feeling this. This is like, this is kind of some of my favorite EDM, I would say. If I knew if I knew Cats played such a role in house music, I think I would have been way at more the into club it. a long time ago. No, actually, did I get you with that, by the way? Did you really think I was going to play you some of Christian Nairn's uh, Hodor music? You want to know the saddest thing? The saddest answer is the honest answer, which is, you sent me the rundown. I saw that you were planning on playing that. I totally forgot and was pleasantly surprised when you did play it. Did you know, Andrew Walsh, that it was on this day back in, or date, I guess, because I don't know if it was a Friday, but it was on this date in 1887 that Thomas Edison invented the phonograph? Of course I knew that. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I misjudged you. I apologize. You know, you owe me an apology for even asking me that dumb question. He basically invented the. He, he's effectively started the the process of recording human voices, um, and I want to apologize for how much we've really <laughs> dishonored his invention mm-hmm. over the course of the last five or so years with this. But actually, it's crazy because they have some of these early recordings. From, you know, right, maybe not exactly, you know, 1877, but pretty close to when this little phonograph was recorded. Do you want to hear one? It's crazy. Does it sound like... No, that but that would be great. Myself. That was you. Yeah. You doing Andrew, doing a weird sound. That was that was your version of... No, this is actual, um, this is actual recording, early recording um, from uh, Thomas uh, Edison's A Phonograph Machine. This. I've been waiting all day. I don't even want to do any more of the show. All I wanted to do was spring that on you. And by the way, did you notice that I didn't put it in the rundown? I did. I tried to trick you with the rundown. I like it. I like it. I, I was, you know what? Tricked I was. My goat gotten. <laughs> I, um... I want to raise a toast to myself for pulling that little trick <laughs> off. And I want to remind people that there is right now, in fact, OMG, I haven't even been to uh, old TBTL.net today, which is, I am remiss. What? It's a very good How chance. How do you start your day? Um, foolishly. I, I, I thought, I think, I believe that the Song of the Summer voting, I saw the final webpage today. It looked amazing. I told them 
uh, anchors away on that. Um, I guess it's not up quite yet, but the point is you can go over to tbtl.net very soon and vote on the songs of the summer. Also, you can enter the A Toast to contest that Chateau Saint-Michel, our wonderful sponsor, is running. Hey, on Monday, we're going to announce the date of the Chateau Saint-Michel um, uh, big old picnic that we're going to have out there in August at Chateau Saint-Michel. So make sure you um, mark your calendar for that. Anyway, if you want write to a, write a funny or interesting toast uh, to anybody or anything, hashtag a toast to, and I will take them, a toast to Luke Burbank for pulling such a sweet burn on Andrew. Uh, you write hashtag. <laughs> I mean, for a while, I was still not sure if you were st- if you really did ha- have some other tape you were going to play as well, but this is it. I this did, is but it was boring. Record. Okay. I think uh, I mentioned yesterday at the top of the show that I may have started um, a, a a problematic little trend here. Um, and that is, uh, well, let me just lay out for you the email that I got. I got this email from listener uh, Brock. And he said, uh, hey, dummies, this story out of Vancouver, Canada just blew my mind grapes. I know you're close to Canada up there in Port Townsend, and you could probably go PT cruising up there or even utilize your integrated services digital network to talk to these guys. But honestly, sorry, Luke, I think Walsh-tastic will relate more. And then he had a link, a tiny URL, um, URL, I guess. And I said, oh, this is interesting. You know, I am very near um, Canada. I'm up here in the small maritime village of Port Townsend, Washington. And so I clicked on the link that Brock sent, and it opened up. And I got totally Game of cats Couldn't believe it. I tipped my cap to Brock, though. Good job. But don't the rest of you try this. It's just my little joke I like to play on Andrew. When I tell him I'm going to play some piece of sound, and then it just turns out it's Game of Cats. But now if you guys are all Game of Catsing me left and right, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. But um, i got to say, good job to Brock. This guy, this guy is the best. Despite being a bit of a barabajaggle, his name is Andrew Walsh. He's down there in Santa Monica, California. Hello, my friend. Hello, Luke Burbank. How are you on this Tuesday? I'm pretty good. I'm going to be a barabajaggle right off the bat here. Okay. We had a long conversation adjusting our levels before we went uh, before we went to air. I'm going to ask you to pull back what you're sending me via your voice now because I think you're... now the voice is too hot. I've been told that that yes, my voice is way your too voice hot. Voice so is I'm too turning hot. Down That's the great. volume that you hear in California. That's good. I'm not turning it down for the recording. So see, the listeners have had no impact. On their, um... are you able to hear this though? Because now I'm looking at the recording. And now you're pretty, now getting... you're 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 kind of low now. Yeah, I am too low. You yeah, you overcorrected there. But I'm just so glad okay, that I was listen, able to just listen oh, to me now. Oh, First of all, I'm good. glad that you're comfortable. Um, just starting the just show. Just starting this the way? show by telling me that I'm sending you an, an an incorrect audio. I mean that seriously. It's better than like suffering through it for the whole hour. I'm worried. I'm a little bit worried about the levels though too because I have this kind of master controller. Yeah, the this computer. Sounds good again. Okay, I'm gonna hold on. Let me just I'll play one thing on the okay. computer and see if it, the level is good. Yeah. Uh, no, see that sounds like cats or something. That's weird. Sounds Luke. I don't know if you can hear me. It sounds like cats are singing the Game of Thrones the throne song or something. I know that sounds weird. No, something's broken. Something's oh, all barabajaggled okay. up. I, well, I don't know. Just take it back to the top, I guess. Okay. No! 
Oh, man. That was not Solid an elaborate shit. setup. I was not intentionally sending you the wrong levels so as to get to sneak a cat roll in on you, but mm -hmm. I'm not sad that that's how it worked out. Some people tip cows, some people roll cats. Did that oh, get gosh. you by surprise? That time? Kind of. I, I would think that you were so engrossed in talking about the audio levels because knowing you, Welshtastic, I know for one thing that um, it takes a lot for you to actually, during the recording, stop and say, hey, this, because you're thinking in your brain, this is too loud coming down the headphones to me in California, but also the listeners don't hear a difference. I should just let it go. I don't want to make it awkward. I, I would imagine you played through. Maybe I'm giving you too much More credit. credit. Well, because I am a bit of a nerd about stuff like that, there is something about distortion, unless it's like voice distortion in a cool song, which I'm a huge fan of. Like, oh, there by is the something way, about yeah, we're recording this entire um, show in the style of um, Bull in the Heather. <laughs> so the entire thing is supposed to sound like a Sonic Youth record. Okay, good. Well, then you, you'd think that'd be right up my alley. Um, so so I was hoping that you were, you were so a kind of... Um, engrossed in the audio component of what was going on that the game of cats thing was going to just totally blindside you but you're saying it only semi-blindsided you well the problem is and this doesn't speak well of me as a producer or a person mm -hmm. um when i start talking about the audio levels and stuff it's it, like the part of my brain that is fully focused on content kind of sh shifts over a little bit and it just focuses more on the sound and so like i was almost just kind of listening for the sound until i realized oh oh this is a ongoing right joke. you know <laughs> right. what i mean totally and it, obviously everybody sighed with me now the, the monkey just came over and tapped the button there you go David Slater making his argument and sticking well, to it. First of all, I completely agree with him, 100%. This is mm -hmm. preposterous that he wouldn't be the owner of the photo. I mean, uh, the other thing is uh, we've got to get to the bottom of this macaque, macaque thing once and for all. Um, oh, yeah. No, actually, macaque. when Madeline... Yeah, macaque. I, I think it is macaque. This is, I'm at how to pronounce macaque. Macaque. On YouTube. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, but um, yeah, so fascinating guy, huh? Yeah, I went a little bit longer than I think I did, but that that was um, that was fascinating. And no, the monkey, um, the monkey didn't have a contract. I oh, thought that really? was a good follow-up question by Madeline. That was a good follow-up question, I and mean, the whole conversation was really good. I, I mean, I can't. I have to say, this is, I think, pretty shady of, or just pretty ridiculous of whoever it is over at Wikimedia who's trying to, with a straight face, make the argument that this guy isn't the owner. I mean, just by virtue of the fact that his it's his equipment. To me, that should make him the the owner of the photo. Yeah, we should look up here the Wikimedia statement, uh, monkey. Because I, I the thing is, it's like they're not making money off of it. I think that this is a total. Um, they're just making the argument because a lot of these uh, people who and I used to be a lot more one of them actually. I used to when no, I there's would actually... post my my photos, I'd always post them as like Creative Commons. I was very much into the sharing economy or just kind of the you know let's create art and share it and let people. All right, this is um, there's, this is, there's a guy named Larry Sanger who's apparently mm -hmm. editor in chief of Wikimedia. He has a statement on this. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Oh no, God. I knew I, I knew it when you said, "Do you want to hear it?" That's it. I'm leaving. I'm done with the show. Well, we've we've already we've already accomplished everything I <laughs> everything I hope to. This whole thing was a build up to that. Here's a statement. We were approached by the photographer. I'm just rolling on. I'm moving on.
Well, can I share one with you that I actually wanted to share this with you today? I I didn't even know we were going to be talking about The Onion, but I did want to share this with you because you know it just started 15 minutes ago, right? And no spoilers because I'm I'm DVRing it. But um, the Browns preseason game, um, week number two of the preseason, just began. Monday night football. Here. Exactly on Monday Night Football. So, um, and I just emailed our friend Durs and said, "Are you going to watch it?" And he said, "The only thing worse than preseason football is Browns preseason football." <laughs> the reason why I asked him if he was going to watch it is because he sent me this um, Onion article this weekend. Johnny Manziel forced to wear Cleveland Browns jersey in cruel rookie hazing incident. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't mind, did you already see this? Um, I, I saw the headline, but, but please lay it on us. Can I read part of it to you? And I'm also going to try this. I, I found something called a Cleveland Browns fight song here on the internet. I have no idea what it is, but we'll just see if it's, uh, if, uh, uh, it doesn't seem to be working, so never mind. I'll turn that off. I was reading to you straight. Uh, in what many claim is further evidence pointing to the NFL's growing problem with its locker room culture, sources confirmed Monday that former Texas A&M quarterback Johnny Manziel was forced to wear a Cleveland Browns jersey as part of a particularly <laughs> cruel form of rookie hazing. Quote, the recent incident in which a rookie was subjected to an extreme form of public humiliation is unacceptable <laughs> and goes against the values we stand for as an organization, read an official team statement responding to allegations that the first-year quarterback was made to wear the utterly demeaning outfit for several consecutive hours in full view of teammates, media members, and spectators. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it goes on from there. And then it says, sources say the Browns are also investigating, investigating whether bullying may have been at play after discovering that 2014 first round pick Justin Gilbert was recently forced to purchase a home in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, no. That's a yeah, little much. That's, that, that's too I, much. Hey, do you know the song is called Hi O Hi O for Cleveland? No, will you play it? Do you have yeah, it? That's the actual Cleveland Brown fight song. All right, check it out. Oh my God! You just—you. <laughs> How did I not? I start the show, and I think to myself, "Don't like." I listen for it. I'm waiting for it, and then what are we? An hour in? We're 50 minutes in. I let my guard down. You walked into it. Because I trust you, Luke. You walked into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You actually want I to hear I literally it? asked for this. I literally asked for this. I asked you to play it. Okay, but for serious, Fine. we'll play Ohio, Ohio. This is the Cleveland Browns fight song. I, my, my thing is they don't bring the nakedness into play enough. Like on Naked and Afraid, mm. as I mentioned last week, on the show Naked and Afraid that I love, where they just drop people off in the wilderness and are like, go survive. The nakedness is interesting because it really shows you how hard it is to be out there in the wilderness. It's like people are just getting bit constantly by bugs and mm-hmm. on their crotch and they're so uncomfortable and you're just like, holy shit, how did we survive this as a species, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day? This doesn't have any of that other than some tandem zip lining, which is pretty boring. It's like within one second you're you're uninterested in or not noticing the fact they don't have any clothing on. And then it just gets down to being kind of a, a pretty bad dating show. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Right. Where they do things like the one that I was um uh, the one that I'm playing tape from here, uh, Joe and Wee Wee go into one of those big, like bouncy balls, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe talks about being afraid of uh, farting. Here's that. That is not the right tape. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm um, not kidding. You know what? I realize what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a rise out of me, and as long as I keep on uh, letting you get a rise out of me, you're going to keep doing that. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be cool. But I like that. I thought that was a nice little interlude. 
Okay, yeah. why? Well, so you were just going to hit the live stream there? Yeah, you were gonna... that was my plan. There's one thing I did want to play for you. Now, I haven't verified um, that this is what I think it is. I used to have a record. I just feel like you played the Seahawks song, which I love. But if we're going to talk to the Browns here, there's a Brown song that's close to my heart as well. It's not very – you're going to see when I play this that it's not exactly the right season to play this. All right. Um, be, but by the time it is the right season to play this, I'm afraid that Brown's talk will be over. So let's see. I'm also concerned that this is not what I think it is. But if I had planned this and all goes well, this is uh, what I had on a 45 RPM record okay. when I was a, a kid. <laughs> Oh, I think this is it. On the first day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the second day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me <laughs> I don't know. Don Cockroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the third day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Brian Seifert, and Don Cockroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the fourth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Al Zeta attacking Brian Seifert, and Don Cockroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the fifth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me And Brian Cypher passing on Cockrop kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team This show is like It's becoming a game of chicken We're getting some uh, feedback Getting some kind of feedback in the line. I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, um, that's, did you have? Uh, that? It almost sounded. Did, did, if you listen, did you hear that feedback? It was weird. Like you know, how you stare at a cloud long enough, it starts to look like things. That yeah. feedback started to almost sound like cats, kind hmm. of meowing the Game of Thrones. That's weird. That is weird. Did you have so. that on like a like a record when you were a kid? Yeah, the Twelve Days of uh, Cleveland Browns Christmas. Yeah. When I was available to record, you weren't available. So that's a that's a long way of saying thank you to everybody for being so patient. Um, and, and with the uh, shows of the last couple of weeks, and um, we're back on track with our normal shows, and I'm very excited. Uh, not the um, least of all, because Andrew, I understand that you have a mysterious item that was mailed to you. Was this mailed mm-hmm. to you at uh, KCRW? Yeah. So I get. I'm always excited when I get mail here at KCRW, which is strange because I mean I'm getting it a little bit more frequently now. But when I, you know, when you work on a, a talk show a radio talk show or whatever, you know, you, and you can attest to this, Luke, we've talked about it before, you just end up getting kind of flooded with books and everything is just kind of constantly coming over the transom, usually books, the, pardon me, the occasional CD or movie as well. And um, when you start a new job, it's always a little bit disconcerting because you're not, you know, you're not on everybody's list yet or they don't know you've moved or whatever. So I was getting nothing in my mailbox for a long time. And now, like uh, the rest of my colleagues, I after the show, I will often have a couple of, you know, packages sitting on my desk waiting for me. And it seriously always makes me a little bit giddy. I never know what's inside. It always feels a little bit like Christmas. And so one was clearly a book, and I opened it up. I can't remember what the book was. The other one, though, I, I knew before I even... Um, before I even opened it up, that it was a cassette tape. I could feel it. I shook it. I shook it and in, in, through the envelope, and I could hear that it was a cassette tape. So right away, I was pretty excited about it. And then I look at the return address, and it just says, Radio Department. 
uh, and then an address. It doesn't say what radio department. I thought maybe it was a studio or something, but it came from Boston. So um, I open it up, and I unwrap it, and sure as heck, it is a cassette tape, very carefully um, protected with some tissue paper in there. Um, and there is no note. There is no label on the cassette tape. It is just in this blank uh, plastic, you know, case. No labeling at all. And then just a, let's see, what kind of a tape is this? This is a Memorex, um, you know, a Maxell 90-minute UR position type normal cassette tape. So you and have that was no it. idea what is on this tape. You you have not. I do now. I'm not going to lie. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fake it for the podcast. I did. It took me a long time to find a studio that was open that actually had a cassette <laughs> player in it. And so that's I actually did, slightly uh, amazing. I mean, we've done this before, and maybe this was part of the inspiration. Was mm -hmm. that um, uh, a couple weeks ago you uh, were just saw a cassette tape languishing in a cassette player in one of mm -hmm. the studios you were in, so we just started playing it. I believe it had some jazz on it and, and uh, progressive political talk. Uh, yes, I heard some CNN. I believe this might be the... So we know that the radio station does have at least one studio with a cassette player in it. Yes, and that is the studio that I'm in uh, again now, but this studio was taken up all day today, and I was dying to hear it was on this cassette, and I told all my colleagues about it, and um, we did do a Google on the address, so I had a sense, started to have a sense of uh, where this came from, but I still didn't, um, I still didn't know what was on it, so I do know what's on it now, I don't, I'm not going to just fake that, I, I snuck into a studio, and I finally found out, and the question is, do you want to know, or should we just move on? Let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, uh, we got a uh, TBTL top story for you. People don't like my tweets enough. Yeah, we should probably go back to the cassette thing. Okay, yeah, what's on the cassette? <laughs> that really <laughs> okay. is, the, but that is actually the top story. I know. That's the sad part. Maybe we should save this for the end just to get through <laughs> that people don't like our tweets enough talk. All right, see, so here it is. I'm going to hit play on this. Wait, thing. wait, wait. Okay. Can I try to guess? Okay. You can, but if you guess right, I'm not going to. I'm not going to indicate one way or another if you're right or wrong. Okay, you just guess. Is it? Music or spoken word? Um, it is. Oh, uh, I think that's going to be less. It's. Uh, okay, it's going to be less fun if you tell me. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to try to do so. a little. I'm going to do a little Holmesian deduction, Watson. Uh, okay, and I'm not going to make any noise indicating whether or okay, not you're right or wrong. It's from Boston, and I'm going to assume that it is from a Boston radio station. So, and I'm, I'm going to, th let's see. I wonder if it isn't a, I promise you, if I guess this right, I don't mm -hmm. want you to think that I have a tip because I really have not mm -hmm. had any indicator, but I'm wondering if it's, if, if, um, if, uh, uh who's Barabajagal? What's his name? Is that guy's name? I'm actually not sure. You mean on our football who, league? Who sings? No, who sings Barabajagal? Oh, <laughs> Donovan. Is it a Donovan interview on a Boston public radio station? Hmm. I told you I'm not going to tell you. You All want right. me to hit play? Yes, just hit play. Okay. You can hear that tape hiss. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Have you heard this before? 
I was right. It's Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear... Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get the cassette studio today, and I wasn't sure if I was going to have to just play it to you off of the web. But I'm so glad I got the actual cassette player studio, because you can hear how warbly and cassette it is. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, so help me understand this. So this was actually mailed to you, or this was all an elaborate setup to burn me? Because, by the way... Full marks. That no. absolutely blindsided me. I wish it was to burn you, but no, this was somebody cat-rolling me. Did it work on you? Physically. Did well, I sure, I sure didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be somebody maybe with a, 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 a special message. I thought immediately maybe it does have something to do with the fact that there's um, that I played that cassette a while back, and maybe this was somebody who was hoping I would play it again without, like, reviewing it first. So what was I'll your, tell you what. Let me, so, let me, let me also yeah. mention, because... Um, I was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me this weekend, and often mm-hmm. when that happens, we have a, a, a few new people that, that kind of find the show. And mm-hmm. uh, so th- I don't know how, but this silly little game has evolved on the show where I have many times uh, played this cat <laughs> Game of Thrones theme for Andrew when I had said I was going to play some piece of news tape or something relevant to what we were talking about, and we've started calling it cat rolling. Obviously, uh, a reference to uh, the old uh, Rick rolling. So, uh, I, I so so you were getting <laughs> cat rolled by one of the listeners. True story. <laughs> oh, the tape goes on. Who's the pitchers in this game? That's George Brett. Oh, that's a great finish too. That's what George Brett says at the very end of his "I I shit my pants" wow. story. True story. Who's the pitchers in this game? Uh, so, what was your what went through your mind? What was your physical reaction when you sat in a studio in Santa Monica, California, and put in this tape, and were j- just got? Did you just get burned? I yeah, I got I I I think the the word or the term that came to mind was son of a bitch. <laughs> I think that was the. I think that was like I I gotta admit like I was a little. And we can figure this out because it, I Googled the address ahead of time, or actually a colleague did. Can you email Jolie? Me the I've mentioned her before. Yeah. And um, because, th- so it didn't have a name on it, but. Um, Will you email but, me the address? Yeah, well, we Googled it and it's WGBH. Oh, okay. So I can just straight, straight up tell you that. WGBH so, Boston, okay. Yeah, so this is a listener, and I'm trying to think. Our our buddy Robert doesn't work there, right? Mm-hmm. Robert P. I don't want to say his full name, I who does a lot of the um, so. sleuthing. I don't think he's from there. It's somebody that I know I've emailed with back and forth, and I'm sorry, oh. this person's probably really insulted right now, because I swear that I've emailed back and forth with somebody who works at GBH. Okay. I just can't remember. can't remember who. This is where you need a real Jen Andrews and not an Andrews Walsh. Mm-hmm. WGBH. I'm going to go through some TVTL emails here and see. Yeah, that. good idea. I have no emails from a WGBH, uh, mm. um, but 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 maybe I've heard from this person as well. I just have to say that is great. I wish that I would have thought of that. <laughs> I really do. I'm I'm so jealous that uh, that they thought of that's just. Now you, I know you were probably bummed too because you were like. You were really hoping there was just something fascinating on the tape, not on like a Don- I, a Donovan. Yeah, interview. I was hoping it was going to be like um, I don't know what I was hoping. I was really hoping it was going to be a listener voice saying, "Hey, Andrew." I, I don't know what I wanted the person to say, but I wanted it to be. Um, I yeah, I'm not finding any WGBH in my uh, TBTL email either. Um, 
I don't know what I wanted it to be. And then when I heard it was this, like, again, like, I can't, like, right now, it's absolutely perfect, obviously. Yes. Right? Like, I have no complaints about this at all. I think this is absolutely brilliant. But my initial reaction was, ah, just the Game of Thrones sung by oh, cats. It's so, and, and the, the fact perfect. that the tape has no, see, because what I would have done, because I am a inveterate Lily Gilder, uh, is I would have, um, which, by the way, uh, is uh, is not as um, euphemistic or whatever as it sounds. I just mean I always killed the lily uh, too much. So I I would have written like some kind of a thing on there to try to make it look like it was mm-hmm. like I would have written you know Donovan outtake or something, and then mm-hmm. I probably would have done something that would have actually aroused suspicion. It takes an, a tremendous amount of self control on the part of whoever this listener is to just submit without comment. Yeah, I, and just like totally mysterious because that's what got me. So I mean, it was great because I couldn't get into a studio for like an hour. So I'm like walking <laughs> around with this blank tape, like telling everybody I know, oh like, look at this God. crazy. So thing. then you had to also explain to them what the hell yeah. this even is about. Yes, yes. So that's what just happened, like right before the show started, like a, a moment ago. Um, uh, my friend, colleague Melissa, who works in the production side here. Um, she, uh, I had told her, I was like, I was looking for a studio. She was working in a studio and I poked my head in there. I'm like, there's no cassette in here. And, she, and she's like, no, I'm like, I just got this thing. And I told her the whole story. How I got this thing. And she's like, that is so weird. I was like, well, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. She's like, please do. And then, you know, uh, cut to, um, <laughs> now, like, let's say three or four hours later, I'm looking for a studio to do TBTL in. And, um, I pass her and she's like, what was it? What was it? And I was like, oh, it's gonna. It's a long story. I was like, I'll just play it for you. She's a Game of Thrones person, so I knew that she would probably have heard. So I just put it in. I'm like, listen, I'll just play it for you and then explain it later. And so I play it for her, and she's like, oh, it's the Game of Thrones cat thing. I'm like, yeah. And you, I don't know if you know this. I work on this podcast every night. She's like, oh yeah, I think you might have mentioned that. I was like, yeah. So my friend who I do the podcast with every now and then, he'll <laughs> pretend like he's setting up a piece of tape. But then he plays the game of cats, the song. He kind of, you know, it's kind of like Rick rolling, only it's cat rolling me, and it makes me mad. And so some listener apparently, um, you know, did this on a cassette tape. I think it came from GBH, and she just said, yeah, that is hard to explain. No, no. <laughs> and she wasn't even trying to be a jerk. I mean, no. she's a, she's great, and she's absolutely great. Like, she wasn't being a jerk, but I was just kind of like, yeah, oh, that, no. that doesn't really translate that well. It just doesn't. It's just it's one of those things where it's just too hard to explain. Well, I have to say that, like— um, as far as like basically diabolical audio bombs, yeah, that could be that could be released upon you. That's pretty genius and also um, pretty pretty benign. It's like I think I'll keep it as well. You should, and I I really think now the next thing is, and you're not going to enjoy this um, this challenge to the listeners, Andrew. But I think now the challenge is just for people to cat roll you in the most unexpected of ways. Mm. Like I want someone to pull up next to you. <laughs> with their car, with the window down, just cat roll you. Some like someone just to lie in wait. Oh as my driving, god! As you're driving down some street, leaving work or, or whatever, um, or just you know, just when you like. What would be really great is if I could somehow collaborate with a musical artist who you love, and then you go to their show, and then when they're about to play a song, they just cat roll you. Yeah, I'm gonna walk into a bar one of these days. <laughs> I'm gonna order a beer. And all of a sudden, that's going to come on the jukebox. Somehow. I need to. Somebody needs to befriend the bartenders at the kibitz room. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's going to hit you right where you live. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to my first uh, game there. I'm going with uh, radio legend Steve Chiotakis. Radio Chio. Radio Chio. So we'll be taking in my first uh, Dodgers okay, game, so, and then is, uh, hopefully I will not the, be cat-rolled while I'm there. Oh, my God. Does anybody, does anybody know anybody in the Dodgers PR department? Could we get Game of Cats somehow to play on the big screen there? God, that would be genius that would uh, be amazing speaking of radio legends how do you feel about getting you must have mixed feelings about getting cat rolled today on twitter by a radio legend himself bean from the kevin and bean show on k-rock in los angeles i have really mixed emotions about it because part of me is really flattered and part of me is you god damn son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so all right would you consider those mixed emotions yeah, I think that's a, maybe the definition of mixed emotions. <laughs> so you uh, you always are talking about the Browns and Brian Hoyer, who's a quarterback for your beloved Browns who went to your high school, and Bean, genius, puts he up this did link. It. He, he just did nailed it. you so hard. He Perfectly. Put up this link that, that said, you know, this will make you love Brian Hoyer even more. And then he also, he, he somehow obscured the link, so you obviously didn't <laughs> know what you were getting into, and then you click on he, it and— but he did even he did one more step that was even beyond that, which I thought was brilliant. Because I've noticed more and more what people are doing, especially news kind of media organizations, is they will say, you know, here's a link to our story. But then they'll also, if they have enough characters, link to an image or attach an image, really. Um, so oh, the yeah. tweets are kind of like um, the tweets have a little bit of extra juice to them. They have a photo attached. So I'm scrolling through my phone and I see the thing that says. From Bean, a tweet at me that says, this is going to make you love Brian Hoyer even more. Link, and then another link, and then it's got like a photo illustration of uh, Brian Hoyer and yeah, the coach, Petten, Mike Petten, um, kind of like all celebrating or whatever. I'm like, what is this talking to me? It's going to have something to do with my high school or whatever. And then I click on the link, and it's the Game of Cats song. And... I was just like, how did I fall for that? I mean, well, because how, how, of course I fell for it. I will do it again tomorrow. If, I mean, I can't just go <laughs> bean. I can't go through my life assuming every link. Like, I'm, I'll get nothing done if I just assume that every link somebody sends me is the Game of Cats song. Okay, but um, there also would be reason for you to be un, unsuspecting because it's like Bean Baxter is a – he is a very important person in radio. Mm-hmm. He is the yes, co-host – of the most popular morning show in L.A., Suck It Seacrest, uh, hmm. for years and years and years running. He, I mean, he, he has a lot going on. And the idea that he sat down and took the time to burn you on this, that's not me playing it, by the way. No, I, I just figured we should. How could, We've talked about it this long. I feel like we should at least play it in case there's anybody. I'm sure that we're getting a lot of new listeners tonight. Yeah. And so getting, I figure people should know what we're talking slash about. slash chasing away <laughs> yes. a lot of new listeners. you got to um, keep it fresh. you got to turn over the earth. you got to turn over the soil every now right. and then. Um, so I, I just love this, though, because, I mean, we've started. And, and by the way, I've been corresponding with the person who was responsible for the amazing cat rolling that was that cassette tape. And so it's not so so it's not Drew McFrizz? What's that? Because he so is it Drew McFrizz? It may or may not be but I can tell you that the person who seems to be behind it I have been talking to them and they have said that this is that was only that was only phase one. Well that's what he said he's getting all of the catting. Yeah because what happened was rolling. 
so for people who didn't happen to hear that one, really, I got a blank cassette tape in the mail the other day with the return address was uh, just it just said radio department, but we looked it up online. It was WGBH. Oh right. And I popped it. I found a cassette d- deck in the studio here, and I played it, and it was this. Uh, Game of Cast song, song. So, um, but then the next day, and I don't think we've talked about this at all. Um, the next day, Drew McFrizz tweeted or Facebooked at us, and it, it, he's like, "Is this what the envelope looked like?" And he sent a picture of the envelope that contained the cassette tape, making me think, "Well, obviously this was sent from him." But then he said, "Nope, we have a whole ne- network of people around I know. the country." That's what I'm saying, dude. Is that you're like you, you you're in for it now. I think this is becoming a national movement to mess with you, and I I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, some people have suggested that I get you back, that I try to cat roll you sometime, but I um, reject that. That's I don't think that's very. I don't mind. I know, I but I just don't think it's very funny. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I feel like it's just not. I feel like that'd be a good, real easy way to kind of kill it, which maybe I should do now that I'm now that I'm saying those well, words. Why do I want to live my life in fear? It doesn't. It doesn't work because the whole the whole premise, if you will, the whole history of this is not me getting cattle. Right. It's you getting exactly. Right. So you could do it to me, but it's not. It's not going to bother me as much as it will bother exactly. you. I have one. I have an idea. It was actually suggested by a listener. This idea to me is the peace de resistance <laughs> of of getting you, and I'm I'm waiting. I'm, I may wait years. We may not even be on speaking terms by the time I deploy. Yeah, this I was say, no joke. And I tell you what, I have pretty high cholesterol levels, so don't make it too many years. <laughs> How great would that be? If it was like that you die the day before I deploy this final <laughs> cat roll on you. And, um, uh, I'm like at your, I'm like doing, taking superhuman methods. I'm like hooking you up to machines and <laughs> just so that you can play it for me. Having them resuscitate you with every possible uh, ridiculous measure just so I could ca- get that final cat roll. Um, like itchy giving CPR that's right. to scratchy. That's right. That's exactly. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I, I'm finding it delightful and I just, I encourage all of the listeners to find new and different ways to mess with Andrew <laughs> regarding the, uh, the game of cats. Hey, listen, I'm going to, uh, once again, I need to hijack the show for a second here because it's kind of related. And there's something that, that there's something I need to tell you on the show today that I haven't been able to tell you yet. And I didn't tell you off air either. So can do you mind Ooh. if I just kind of interject here? Now, I'm going to yes. start with the story that you already know. Okay. But uh, as I said earlier, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Um. So the part of the story you do know is something that did kind of a kind of a public shaming that happened to me online today, in a way, in a way. <laughs> Attempted uh, we had public, men- public shaming, I believe. Y- yes, and we had mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago, probably one of the best cat rollings of me. We don't. Do we have to explain what cat rolling is at this point? Uh, it's where somebody tricks you into hearing the uh, Game of Thrones theme meowed by a cat. Which exactly is, is a is a really fun it's a fun uh, trick to try to pull on you. 
It's something that you started doing on the show. You would pretend like you were setting up a piece of tape, and then you would play that meow, 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 meow um, song for me, and I would get angry, disproportionately <laughs> angry, which is probably how this whole thing started. And then um, the, um, the, ant- the ante kept on getting raised. Um, uh, Bean of the Kevin and Bean show sent something like, you're going to love um, Brian Hoyer after you read this article. And I clicked on it, and it was the, the cat theme song. Um, after that, I got a blank cassette tape in the mail from Parts Unknown. Somebody went through the trouble of actually putting the cat song on this blank tape, and cat rolled me in that way. <laughs> that was well. That was the piece de resistance, as far as I'm concerned. So today, Bean, the Kevin and Bean Show, tries to do it again to me. He uh, tweets at you and copies me, as a lot of people do when it's TBTL-related stuff, that even Fox News was taking your side in your version of Gamergate, this uh, which, CBS by the way, you made. which by the way made perfect sense to me. I was like, of course, those, of course, those out of touch old fools would agree with my out of touch old fool argument here. Right, exactly. And I was going to click on it until I saw a bunch of other people say, including our guest blogger this week at tbtl.net, um, uh, uh, Drew McFrizz, who was kind of like, "Great one, Bean." You got him this time or something like that. So, of course, I didn't click on it. However, I was a little bit perturbed to see that then our favorite. No, I can't say our favorite because we now have a couple of people blogging. Our, 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 our dear pal, Mike Frizzell, tried to publicly shame me on Facebook by saying, what? look how Andrew got cat rolled by Bean. And I was kind of like, no, I didn't get cat rolled because you kind of ruined it. So if there's a little edge to my voice. A little pettiness, a little petty grievance. But here's the thing. You sound, I mean, really, you should be happy that you avoided a cat rolling. I mean, it's sort of like, you know. But does it matter if everybody thinks I got cat rolled? (laughs) So this is something that you feel it's disrespectful if people think that you got cat rolled. The point of the story is not even that, though. I just wanted to set the record straight on that. I wanted to mention, by the way, that I did get cat rolled by. I didn't actually get. Here's what happened. I got fooled to the degree that I was sitting on the airplane waiting for it to take off or whatever. I see the tweet. I click on the link. And then as soon as I'm clicking on the link, I'm realizing, oh, wait a minute. Oh, is this am I? And then it, you know, populated the YouTube page. So mm-hmm. I got got with it. So if that if that's any consolation to Bean and and uh, and and Mike Frizzell, what were you um, what, what was your larger point you wanted to make, though? Well, have you ever seen one of the Well, I know you have. You know how in um, like mobster movies like let's say casino or something like that there's always the classic scene where somebody gets in their car and turns on the ignition and then the car explodes yes that happened to me today with the cat theme song yeah do you know about this i'm trying to figure out if you're playing dumb or not no no no. i got cat rolled in real life today behind the wheel of my car what how what? How are we talking about water usage for eighty seven minutes on the show when you got in your car, you turned your car on, and the game of cats theme started playing? Oh, it's better than that. The game of cats song started playing for about fifteen seconds, and then it was automatically switched over to the um, Cleveland band Dirt's song about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Am I hallucinating right now? Did this really happen to you? This really happened to me this morning. Now, so for all of my complaining 
about Drew McFrizz, who this has his fingerprints all over it. If he didn't do this directly, he knew about this. So of all of my complaining about him bragging about me being catrolled when really I wasn't on Twitter, I actually was catrolled probably by him in some weird way in real life, in my car at 6 a.m. in the morning. Wait a second. Hold on. Stop the show. <laughs> um, so you got in your car this morning. You start up the car, and out of your radio is playing the Game of Cats theme. Exactly what happened. For about How 10 or 15 was, seconds. Was there a CD in the car? That is exactly what it was. There was a CD in the car. Somebody, I'm still trying to figure out if you're playing dumb here, but I don't think you are. Somebody made a CD that began with the Game of Cats song for, and then for about 15 seconds and then switched to the horrible sound of that Cleveland hardcore <laughs> band playing a song about Browns. Oh, my God. That's the greatest thing Somebody ever. got that in the hands, clearly, of my girlfriend, who yeah. came home from a comedy show last night after I was already in bed. So she had plenty of time to do it while uh. I was sleeping. And I don't know. I haven't talked to her about this yet. I, she's not home yet. I'm doing this podcast <laughs> from home tonight. If she comes in and I can put the microphone in front of her face, maybe I can get her to talk about it. I don't know if she'd be comfortable with that. Wait, but it was okay, one of those so moments where you're kind of like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's a good cat roll. Whoever <laughs> is behind that, I, a, tip of, a tip of my hat and a raise of my uh, middle finger just because I have to, to <laughs> well, you. Well, that's how you tip your cap. You personally. Right, exactly. Well, all the other ones, I lost them in the war. And that's the only one that's... that's Wait a second. Now, hold on. Here's another... I'm sorry. I need to just... Like, I need some time with this... With this experience you had. So, you turn on the car. your, Your brain is completely elsewhere because it's six in the morning. You're about to go into work. You're thinking about the whiteboard. You're thinking about the show. You turn over the ignition. And you just go like... Do you just like just yell fuck? What did you do? I think I sighed heavily. <laughs> oh god, I wish that they would have been videotaping you. As far as I know they were. That would be even... the next level, a telescope uh, like a, a, a whatever telephoto lens of you in the moment when you're getting catrolled at 6 a.m. in Koreatown. I got to say Good job on that one. Good job on that one. I, uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, we remember the, the, I was one of the first times I got pranked long before this cat rolling thing came around. My girlfriend is not a prankster usually. And in this case, I, I know that she was merely a puppet of some sort of larger uh, 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 team of underground, right. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I'll call them. I'm going to use the word terrorist. Yeah. I don't know if. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But anyway, um, you remember on uh, April Fool's Day last year, for the first time in our 13-year relationship, she decided to pull an April Fool's prank on me by um, painting the bar of soap in the bathroom completely on the outside with clear nail polish. And I'm just kind of like – and I was just like, you know, scrubbing away, and it's not – it just wouldn't suds up. It wouldn't suds up. It wouldn't suds up. And the whole time, even by the time I got out of the shower, I'm just like – I don't know. Soap, soap's broken. I, I can't, you know, I was <laughs> scratching through the surface. I honestly just thought, well, I got a bum bar of soap. I guess uh, you live 38, 37 years. That's going to happen. But uh, your brain just isn't. And you're going to get a couple of bum bars of soap. You're going to get a dud or two. 
of Irish Spring. Um, but uh, so, you know, your brain just isn't working that much in the morning. I feel like I was relatively... I put it together pretty quickly, but it just was one of those things. Like, obviously, I know that song really well. It, it comes up all the time, but it's just like for a moment, you're just like, it's just, I think it's the definition of cognitive dissonance, right? Like, it's just something that was happening at a time when it shouldn't be happening, but it seemed familiar at first until you're just like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and then as you let it go long enough, because I would have just turned it off immediately, but you let it go until the band Dirt came on with their Cleveland Browns song. You listen that well, long. Which, yeah, no, so I think that, and I, I, I just took the CD, you know, I took the CD out, I put it in the, um, I put it in my little side, in the side of my door, and just drove on and saw, thought, I'll, I'll think about this more later. And then I haven't really given it much thought today. But I feel like, I never went back and re-listened to it, but I feel like the, it feels like the Cat song only went on for about, like I say, 10 or 15 seconds. And I think if I'm right about that, that's the brilliance of this person because that song is long. It goes on for, what, 90 seconds, possibly two, two or two and a half minutes? It's um, 90 seconds that feels like 90 hours. Right, exactly. And I know, and they they didn't play it that whole time because I would have stopped it. They knew to, that I was going to stop it pretty quickly. And right. honestly, you know what is a worse sound than that cat song? The dirt song. So at whatever point, like before I shut it down, all of a sudden it just started like blaring that um, that heavy metal brown song from the Cleveland band Dirt. Um, so I thought you should know that that happened to me. That's how I started my day. That is um, that is one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Speaking of awful people, we've got one wheelchair wheelchair sitter in San Diego, and we've got one girlfriend i don't even know what in los angeles you you've you told me in a pre-show conversation that you're you're planning on doing something awful to genevieve well not planning on i kind of am doing something really cruel <laughs> to genevieve right now and i don't consider myself like a cruel person and there's nobody i love in this world more than genevieve but i'm doing something kind of mean to her and i okay. don't feel great about it but i all right, so here's what I'm doing. Do you remember yesterday? You probably don't recall this. Do you remember yesterday on the show when we were talking about how I got cat rolled pretty uh, yes. bad in the morning? I got in yeah. my car at 6 in the morning, if you didn't hear it, and um, all those people out there who were trying to cat roll me with the Game of song, the Game of Thrones song sung to the tune. Uh, I'm sorry, the cats singing the yes. Game of Thrones song. Exactly. Well, now that's getting me some looks. Yeah. <laughs> Start rolling uh, the wheelchair no, with your uh, feet. Curbside check-in is closed. I'm just recording a podcast. <laughs> Obviously. I'm sorry. Uh, you are going to attract the attention of security probably at some point. Yeah, by point, the way, so. at what point do I, do I start to really appear to be a security risk? <laughs> yes. When you start asking for change as well. That's right. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, so somehow the network of, um, I don't know, what would you call them, spies or operatives? Shadowy network of operatives that are seeking to force you to hear the Game of Thrones song as sung by cats, force you to hear it when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, man, there are some sleeper cells out there. There really are, and somehow they got to. It's getting close to me. It's getting personal. And uh, <laughs> yesterday morning, I, I got in my car at six in the morning, turned on my car, and like I said yesterday, like a, a, a somebody caught in the crosshairs of the mafioso. Instead of my car exploding on me, my radio just automatically went on and it was blasting the game, the game of cats song. Which so, 
which also morphed into the Cleveland Browns song written by the Limp Biscuit esque Cleveland band Dirt, which you've said is exactly. the only thing you hate more than the Game of Cats theme currently. Right. right. And I, by the way, I didn't hate the Game of Cats song until right. until it became a weapon. It represents you now being a fool, though. Kind that's of, why yes. you don't. That's why you don't like it. Right. I mean, there are a lot of. I'll be honest with you. There are a lot of indications you're a fool, but it's a right. clear. It's a real clear cut indication mm-hmm. that you've slipped into into mm-hmm. foolishness when yeah. when you think one thing's going to happen and then game of cat game of cat starts playing. Exactly. So anyway, clearly so, somebody has recruited my girlfriend in on this um, on this mission to cat roll me because my girlfriend Genevieve is the only person who'd have access to my car. So somebody must have gotten the CD in her hands, put it in the car while I was literally literally sleeping inside, so that in the morning. I would turn on and get cat rolled. Well, we talked about this on the show yesterday, um, but guess what I didn't do last night? Mention this to Genevieve at all. And I honestly think this is like the cruelest thing I've ever done to her because I know that she must just want more than anything in the world to know what my reaction was, but she can't bring it up. Right. Because if she she doesn't know like what happened, she must be thinking, wait, did it go off or not? So like, you're why with- would I not mention something? You're withholding. So I'm totally withholding. Now here's my theory. I don't know. I haven't talked to her today, but I'm pretty sure that in one way or another, our friend and guest blogger Mike Frizzell, aka Drew McFrizz, was also behind this. I think that he's the only person who would have had access to Genevieve to communication with Genevieve directly. If, yeah, if this were one of my if this were one of my true crime shows I like to watch on HLN, mm-hmm. she would he would be described as having the means and the motive. Right, exactly. And if he were if this were a Columbo episode and I were Columbo, he would mm-hmm. be telling me, Yes, of course I did it, but you'll never be able to prove it. It'd be like that. Uh, just one more thing. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. A security uh, looking at you askance? No, but a guy did just come and get a different wheelchair, one that I'm not in, and started, <laughs> pushing, started pushing it into the terminal and just looking at me like, he, he gets, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what a, and I'm getting into dangerous territory here, I'm not sure what a, um, a, a disabled person versus a non-disabled person is supposed to look like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, to whatever degree I could appear like I need to be in this wheelchair, I don't appear like I need to be in this wheelchair. But are of course, your feet up on the? Are your feet on the ground, or your feet up in like the in the chair? I've got my feet on the ground, and I'm still reaching for the stars. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that you're just, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Lollygagging. There. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm I, I I'm malingering. I think I am in the mm. I am I am the the dictionary definition of malingering right now. Anyway, Do you have to let it malinger. Anyway, I think I think that I mean, what do you know? What do you think? Do you think Um, that that's a pretty cruel thing to do that I should have just said to Genevieve when she got home? Like, ha ha. Nice. You got me. It is kind of a dick move because it's 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 it is withholding from her the joy of and the satisfaction of hearing you say, you know, I can't believe you did that to me, even if you're mad. That's actually kind of what she wants, I would assume. Or she wants, I mean, the stronger your reaction, the more satisfactory it is to her. And you've really, you, you have re- you've really actually, I think, pretty masterfully now, you know, um, you've sort of, you've, you've somehow managed to turn the tables on her. Because now, you're right, she can't cop to this because then she implicates herself. So she just has to go around. I don't think that she thinks it didn't happen because she knows Drew McFrizz and... And she, you know, probably doesn't spend a ton of time cruising 
the TBTL blogs, but she might have checked in just to see if I still hate gamers. Uh, answer, yes. And also to see what the reaction was. So, again, I, mm-hmm. I think she knows that you know, but the, the, the real standoff here is who's going to break first, right? Well, I don't think that she would have known yesterday because we had just finished the the taping yesterday. So uh, it must have driven her crazy last night. By today, she must have figured it out, went to the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, here's another little side thing. You know, all this cat rolling, you know, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I sort of like the attention. So keep it coming. But, you know, I actually – but Frizzell actually, he, he did uh, – if, if he wants to – and I'm talking to you directly now, Frizzell, because I know you're listening. Um, he actually got me in, in more of a pickle today because he posted something in the – he wrote on their blog about this, about this cat rolling incident. And he mentioned something like, the next time you click on one of your sister's ill-spelled <laughs> – like or something like grammatically <laughs> incorrect uh, conservative links or something like that on her Facebook page. And then I got a text message. I don't know where my phone is. I got a text message from my sister th- this afternoon that said, um, uh, why are people writing on a website about my conservative Facebook post? Oh, no. <laughs> what can you do? She wasn't mad. She was just like, she's just like. She, what oh, if yeah. she's, but what if she's just setting you up? Maybe. But you know what sure. would be great is if she said, Andrew, I just need to talk to you about this because I don't feel comfortable with this part of my private life now being kind of on blast. And then she, she said, can you call me in like 20 minutes? And you called her, and then the phone just answered with meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my sister out of this. Now, on to our top stories. Hello and welcome to Top Story. Although, you know what? I feel like at this point in the show, should we hold this music thing? Yes, let's hold the music thing. I just sent you a Top Story. There's really not much to the story, but the headline is really good. If you just want to use that Top Story music that we just used and like not have it go to waste and then still be able to do the email button, uh-huh. just read that headline I just sent you. Should I re-rack the Top Story sounder? I mean, probably no, no, I should say You're the boss. Hello and welcome to Top Story. Our top story today, Brian Hoyer's wife can't stand to be around him when the Browns lose. <laughs> I see what you did with that pause there. I just saw that headline actually right before we what started the show. What do you mean with that pause I there? Thought of you. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were making a joke. Like, Brian Hoyer's wife can't stand to be around him when the Browns lose. Oh, no, I no, you I were wasn't. Just gonna make, you oh, know what yeah. was going through my mind? I was considering trying to dirt roll you. And that pause was my brain oh. thinking about a way to get you with the uh-huh. Cleveland Brown song by the Bander, and it was it that was that was what that pause was. That was my brain trying to work through the like possible excuses I could have for some kind of audio that I was going to play. What I was really doing is I was mad at myself because what I should have said there was like, should I rerun the top story? Sound effect yes, thing? and then you could, and then I just could hit you with dirt, but I didn't have it ready to go, and so. Ooh, how about me? Did you see me avoiding a, a cat roll online today from none other than Mr. Chris Hayes? I assume it's a cat roll. I never clicked on it. I don't know. I don't click on links anymore. <laughs> you so really I have the world one. I saw. Yeah, exactly. I saw that. I saw that our friend uh, was trying to share something with you, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's an important guy. He's got a lot of followers on mm-hmm. Twitter. He doesn't just yeah. s- dink around. No. Putting links up for radio uh-huh. nobodies like us, I know. and he's trying to show you something about Cher and Wu Tang, and you, uh-huh. you 
you reject him. I mean, I know that happens. I know. I don't know what's yeah. in the link. I didn't yeah. look at it either. I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. time for that yeah. kind of shit myself. No, it's like, it's funny because I was kind of proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, nice try, Chris Hayes. I got, I'm not going to fall for that. Then it occurred to me, wait a second. No, no, no. I'm still the loser here because now I can't fucking click. Yeah, you can never click links. on any link like, that anybody ever. <laughs> That's why I'm so unprepared for like the morning <laughs> meetings now. It's kind of like, oh shit, what happened in Canada's parliament? Yes, I'll never know. Yeah, because Bean was the one who on forwarded the you the link. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I can't do it. I can't. I don't even trust anything. They're like, they're in my Googles. They're in my Googles. <laughs> so basically, at one point, I put on, you know, I just like pop music usually, like just mm -hmm. straight up, like kind of uh, pop music. And so what I started doing was I put on some sort of poppy song and then put on like the radio, you know, like the Spotify radio yeah, thing. Yeah. And then I just gave a thumbs up every time a good song would, would come up. And let me go to the beginning of this. Um, Oh, there's less here than I thought, but Party in the U I think Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus was the first thing I put on. That's a good um, one. And then that, and that led to Carly Rae Jepsen's The Kiss, hmm. Part of Me by Katy Perry, Die Young by Kesha. Love that song. Till the World Ends by Britney, Toxic by Britney, Your Love is My Drug by Kesha. So you see what I'm into. Um, mm -hmm. Rihanna, Timberlake, uh, Iggy Azalea, Drake. You know the song. Um <laughs> Uh, some Apologies to oh, listener Lee. Now I can tell that this. Okay, so that's where the end of my gym favorites went because I, now I'm remembering a time driving home. Now we get into Jay Z, N.W.A., Ghetto Boys. Um, oh, see, oh, yeah, that's that, all jogging that music for me. Um, that could be like for me, I get into a genre at the beginning. If I'm in a Dre mood or something like that, then I'll stick with that the whole time usually. But if I'm in a sugar pop mood, then mm -hmm. that's when I'll go with the Kesha list. And there are various genres. I, there's not like one particular genre or artist that I stick with. I don't do like the slow, you know, some people, and I think you were sometimes like this too. Like the sometimes the real ambient stuff can also kind of get into your. If I'm in really, really good shape, which has not been the case for a long time. I can definitely get down on some cigarros yeah, for jogging. God. And I, as I've said on the show before, and I believe wrote on Twitter, when you go on a run and you listen to cigarros, it feels like you cured cancer yeah. and, and, and won the world chess tournament and high-fived Morgan Freeman mm -hmm. all at once because it's just like you just feel it's dreamlike and, and amazing. Um, but, but I've got to be— Oh, I thought you meant you feel that way because you're so proud because it's like I just jogged to the most unjoggable music no, on the face of the no earth. No way, dude. Are you kidding me? If you get like—if you, if you get like—I'm uh, going to find some now here. If, if, you, if you're like—I uh, don't know what the name of any of these <laughs> friggin' songs— <laughs> I can't even try to pronounce them. It's funny. I wish I could talk to the band at some point about hmm. the weird names they have for I these songs. Be a good interview. I don't really they know. Probably they probably somewhere in between. By the way, did you know that Addie was in class at college and the teacher was teaching uh, about bad interviews and they played this <laughs> the interview? Are I did you with serious? Yeah. They played in your daughter's college class. The teacher who did not know that you were her dad played yeah. the bad. She interview? has a different last name than I do. Although, also, oh it gosh. would be unlikely the teacher would ever figure it out. And so, that uh, is amazing. Yeah, the teacher was. Isn't that right, Carrie? You know what she was telling us? Yeah, they played what? Yeah, they played it as an example of what not to do. Oh my god! And Addie's sitting there in class at Western Washington University, uh, watching her dad. Fail oh and God. flail in an interview, but but this when you're just like when you're jogging and you're like you're in good enough shape that every step isn't agony, mm -hmm. and you're hearing this and you're like, 
you know. I find it tremendously great music for running, but again, only when I'm like... <laughs> you no, I can bitch. see this. Yeah. I can I totally see this. You are being... I need to talk to... What's the what's the engineer's name there? David? Uh, David? Do you want to talk to David? Green? I need to talk to David right now. I need to get... I need to confiscate your... But, but you know what? The... <laughs> I think my, I think my sound effect goes louder. Coming at you all with all the tools. <laughs> I like the way that we now know how this podcast ends. Just you and I blasting the most annoying sounds over each other. That's right. That's right. Oh my god. Yeah, that's good. How many stuff, downloads honestly. are we down to a month? Oh, it's well. I, I have to check the show. Are we so under that's one 10? download. <laughs> okay. I think that's pretty much where we get. <laughs> I dare you to run to this. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that tonight. Can I read an email that I saw Friday night that um, makes me so, so happy? Mm-hmm. It was between Andrew Walsh and a friend of ours, Bean Baxter. Oh, uh, no. The Kev- of, the, of the Kevin and Bean show on K-Rock in Los Angeles. And uh, it's from you. It says, I just opened your, quote, random drops file, Bean. I was very much looking forward to it all week. And I have to say, of all the cat rolls ever perpetrated against me, this was hands down the worst. Seriously, you win. God damn it. <laughs> now, I, I didn't even know that this was afoot, but... Of what's course, the time, what's, what's the time stamp on that, by the way? I honestly don't know. I feel like it was pretty late. Uh, let's see here. I will tell you. It is 12.09 a.m. Okay. So it was Saturday, November 1st at 12.09 a.m. Friday night, early Saturday morning. And I guess what happened – so, so you know, I don't think we need to explain what cat rolling is on this show. It's where people go out of their way to trick you into hearing the Game of Thrones song uh, as meowed by a cat. Mm-hmm. I'm adding Obviously, it Even if you've never right listened now. before, you should be able to figure that out. That's right. That's as clear as the nose on your face. But um, uh, but but you've gotten pretty wise. Like you won't open any links. Our buddy Chris Hayes uh, tried to get you, and you were too. He got me, by the way, with that. That was I consider that friendly fire. <laughs> when you tweeted little, at me, he tried to open. I, he tried to get me yeah, to open I was, a link. I was collateral damage because I opened it like an idiot, and then uh, I didn't even hear the song. But all, at this point, all I need to do is open a link and see that it's at the YouTube page for. The cat rolling for the, the song, and then I'm just like, oh man! So then you are too smart for it, but but you and Bean also, you guys are sort of audio drop brothers. He sends you lots of his favorite audio drops that they use on their show, and vice versa. And so he went to the trouble of loading in this song, and then what mislabeling it. So take me take me back to the moment when you got so totally cat rolled on Friday. Yeah, I am gonna. I'm gonna go back. First of all, I cannot tell you how much I love the phrase "audio drop brothers" because you're right. That is a good description for what Bean and I are, and it actually warms my cockles to um, mm-hmm. to put it that way. So, uh, you know, you and I obviously use a bunch of drops in the beginning of the show. I'll assemble those little intros that we use, and um, 
a long time ago, Bean Baxter of the Kevin and Bean Show, the number one song, uh, radio show in Los Angeles, or at least during that time slot. I, listen, I don't know his bona fides, but either way, a famous guy is having lunch yeah. with us, and he's kind of like, hey, let's like trade drops. And I was like, dude, that's so fantastic, because it was listening to his show that kind of made me think, hey, maybe I, I can kind of up the game for these these intros. And so for the past couple of years now, he and I will sporadically kind of share like an email with tons of drops in it. He'll send me some of his like latest collection. I'll send him a bunch of stuff I've been kind of scouring off the internet. And uh, the past, I would say for the past year, it's been a little bit slower ever since I moved down to Los Angeles. Sorry if you can hear the, um, it's Koreatown. Forget it, Luke. It's yep. Koreatown. I don't know if you can hear the uh, <laughs> sirens or not. Um, but for the past year, you know, I've been a little bit obsessed with um, that other silly job that I have. So I haven't really been able to kind of drill down on the on the audio intros. But the past month, dungeon or two, ma- dungeon manager, right? Dun- dungeon talking about uh, assistant to the dungeon manager. But someday, <laughs> Luke, someday, yeah. So we've been getting back in the swing of things. He's been fighting. Usually I'm too meticulous with things, which is kind of a, a way of me not getting stuff done. I'm always thinking, I'll wait until I can assemble the perfect drop collection to send a bean. But I've been trying to play a little bit more fast and lose as we grab some things. We shoot them back and forth. It's been good. He sent me something on Tuesday of last week. He's like, here's a bunch of drops from like some particular TV show he was watching for some reason. And then he's like, and I threw in a bunch of random drops as well. Cut to Friday night. I'm finally sitting. I don't really have time to mess with drops during the week, but I look forward to it. Genevieve's in Seattle. You and I get done with TBTL. I um, was this. Yeah, this was Saturday morning, right? Friday night. I have a little extra production time on my hands. I'm just chilling. It's clearly around midnight. I'm putting together a really good intro, which you haven't heard yet, by the way, because it's not finished. All I need is one more good drop to make this intro done to make it sing as they say in the dungeon business and (laughs) i open i'm like oh that's right bean sent me some random ones as well and i'm so excited because i know one more good drop and this thing is done i'm hitting send on this email and he usually has like he'll send me like 15 and like i'm in love with 10 of them and can use all of them you know what i mean like head over heels on 10 of them and i can use all of them and I'm like, oh, this this thing is in the bag. It's done. And I open up the GD file, and it's Game of Cats. And honestly, when I said that that one hurt more than anything, and you're thinking to yourself, but didn't you get in your car one day and start your car and Game <laughs> of Cats started playing because of another nefarious prank? That is true. That was very surprising. And that was one of those game-recognized game moments, like, you guys got me. But also, I not was, to be confused with the time a blank cassette tape was mailed to KCRW that you right. went and played in the studio exactly. and got cat rolled. People have gone out of their way to do very complicated schemes to get me. Yet this somebody one, needs to somebody needs to track the the productivity in this country and see if there's been a lag. You know, they always claim that during um, I don't know the World Cup and during other. Uh, I think it's actually March Madness is the big one. Like mm-hmm. during March Madness, they can they can tell the productivity drops. Everybody's watching the games. I wonder how much productivity has been lost in this country for people just. I mean, I can tell you a Los Angeles radio show that's not hitting on all cylinders. <laughs> uh, it's the Kevin and Bean show, thanks to the fact that. One of their hosts is just busy doing these elaborate pranks on you. I thought you were going to say press play because I'm so paranoid. I don't want to click on any links anymore. That's another problem. Part of my job, as with a lot of people, is clicking on links. 
And now I'm scared uh-huh. of the entire internet. I don't want to click on any link anybody <laughs> sends me. But that uh, I think well, that's, that's kind of the beauty of what Bean did. He didn't send me a link, right? Like, okay, you guys win. I'm scared of the internet now. Like, <laughs> you've taken it all away. But Bean didn't include a link. I wasn't wary of this at all. This was part right. of our routine. Do you remember what he even called the file? That was just like, uh, you know, he'll usually send it just like drops from, the, uh, let's see if I have it here. Usually it's just, you know, drops from Bean or, or you know, drops in the date or whatever. It's just like we've done this so many and times before. And there were no, there were no actual drops. There were no actual drops on the file. It was just the whole thing was just Game of Cats. That was it. I mean, I just hit go on it and it was just like the cats started singing <laughs> at me. And so I just like... I shut <laughs> shut up, Luke. First of all, stop laughing. It really it was. Makes it me, really, it makes me so happy to think about you, kind of drunk in your apartment at eleven o'clock. You know, almost midnight. Just, just like g- getting got. I just, I, it just makes me so happy. Because none of the other pranks took anything away from me. Every other prank was incredibly flattering, <laughs> right? Somebody went through the, the trouble to, like, send an unmarked cassette tape to me before I knew that everybody was out to get me with the game of cats. It was, like, it was just, like, so, like, so crafty. Like, the Joker would have done well with some kind of prank like this, you know? The car thing was just, like, great. But none of those... It's not like I was dying to get in my car on that Tuesday morning and listen to anything but the game of cats. So it was kind of like, oh, ha ha, they got me. Now I'm going to change the channel. Like, I let me remind you, you're affected by this as well. Speaking of collateral damage, I still have an intro mix <laughs> that's sitting on my computer that's not finished because the next day I just never had the heart to go back to it. <laughs> that is kind of a downside now that I think about it. You want to know what else is crazy, Andrew? Hmm. I know about one that's in the offing that's going to really fuck with you. Oh, God. Why would you tell me that? Now I'm going to be – are you worried that now I'm just – now maybe I won't fall for it? No, no, no. There's no way you can't fall for it. Mm. Hmm. Well, I, I guess I want to ask you a bunch of questions, but I assume that you don't want to answer them. Um, you are right in that, but – but but this 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 next wave, this next onslaught, this next sleeper cell, if you will, it's a goodin. It's it's a really it's a piece. It's a quality piece of work. Maybe and, this um, is maybe that maybe there isn't one. Maybe this is all just part. I'm obviously I think of you and everybody who's heading this up as ISIS at this point. Maybe this is all just part of mm-hmm. your propaganda your propaganda campaign. You know that's what terrorism is. You're just striking fear. That's in right. Me, whether yeah, or not once a you're afraid to, to once you're afraid to open any link, start mm-hmm. your car. Or listen to audio drops from your drop brother, then we really have at that point effectively won. But we're still going to gild the lily a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, and hit you with another one. So uh, you know, as I like to say, watch this space. Um, you said oh, you were getting emails. Yeah, yeah. So I got a bunch of emails, like several that said ugly sweaters, and then one that said barabajaggle. And I told people if they're mad at me, just send me an email with the subject line barabajaggle. I did not open those. I didn't have time to open those. Um, what, do you want me to open um, the Do you want me to open the barabajaggle one uh, that you're talking about, which I yeah, also just, actually haven't read yet? I'm just curious to the degree which people are actually angry with me because I got to say, and I, you know, I did say this at the end of the show yesterday. I also felt like, yeah, you know, I don't mind saying that I think the ugly sweater thing is is done and I'm over it and whatever. But I did get kind of cruel with it, and I'm wondering if people are mad at me or just disagreeing with me. 
Well, here's what the Barabajagal email said, and it comes from somebody who took the time to create a Gmail account that is uglysweaterwearer at gmail.com. Oh, no, you got to verify that stuff with a secondary account, man. That was probably Ironic Bacon Eater at Yahoo. Oh, man. That's probably how they did that. You're going to be Andrew, getting a Barabajagal email now. Andrew, just for your information... Ugly sweater parties raise millions of dollars each year for charity thanks to the Ugly Christmas Sweater Foundation of America. Won't somebody please think of the children? Okay, that's not true. What do you mean? You don't think that's a real thing? I don't know. I is that person just being? I think that person's being a, a just a jokester, right? Being a brag, brabajaggle. Are you are you googling it? Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, you got cat rolled. Well, you got cat rolled. Not me. But I'm you, not the one with the I didn't open it. I think you got well, we both we both got cat rolled. I was doing well, this what, at your behest. But this is what's crazy. Uh this is from your friend and main tormentor, listener Robert. Uh gosh. he but this is what's nuts. He went and t- took the game of cats theme and put it on a YouTube video that he then the, the the picture that shows up is that weird ass pronunciation thing <laughs> that you were so into, but it says Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Yeah, see, I so, t- I told you that they had put that. It must have been him that done that. Remember when we were doing that weird pronunciation thing? Somebody had posted in that Cuyahoga Falls one and tagged me in it, and then a bunch of people were like, "Yeah, Andrew, you should open this one. Listen to how they pronounce Cuyahoga Falls." And it became very clear to me that that was a that they had created a cat roll in that. Well, your um, your your fears and your hesitation w- uh, was exactly spot on. So there you go. This is why I, I just I need you to open all my emails for me from now on. That's fine. I'm a- I'm happy to do that. Hey, how was your break, by the way? It was um, <clears throat> it was great. I tell you, you know, the, it was tough coming into um, to work today. Oh man, because you know, like anybody, like this, that was the longest vacation I've taken in all my life. Now we had off. Um, Starting Christmas Eve, so that was a Wednesday, had off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then the entire next week we took off. So I hadn't been set foot in this place in almost an entire two weeks. And um, then I come in today, and there's a whole pile of stuff on my desk, um, like, you know, books that have come in, various pitches, and just mail. And then buried in this, uh, buried in this pile of work... I got the nicest card I want to tell you about. So it um, came from apparently, um, I'm just going to assume it came from all of the tens. What? I don't know. Some tens sent a nice card. It's got a picture of uh, a a, a kind of dirty looking Santa with two little kids um, by him. And it says, sure, the kids were happy enough to see Santa, but they still wondered why he smelled like booze and cigars. And then you open it up and they wrote, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks for making every day enjoyable for the tens. And I thought that was really nice. It's also it's one of those um, it's one of those musical cards where it's not it doesn't play it when you open it, but it um, has a little button that you press, and then when you press it, <laughs> so you knew about that. I take it. I had. You, is this the one that was coming? That you, you've no. been saying we oh, got yeah. another one coming. We got another one coming. So I was like, okay, finally the boot has fallen. <laughs> I had no idea, but that's so great. Did it get you? It got me, but can I... (laughs) 
you really didn't know about this? No, I had no idea because my first thought when you started talking about this card was like, oh, why don't I get a card? Um, and, and, and then when you said it has uh, some kind of auto loading music, I was like, oh, I wonder if they did that to him. That's not, Andrew, I will just say, that's not even the, what I will consider the coup de gras. And I consider it the coup de gras because when you do it, you will just officially quit the show. You will join Alison oh. Rosen in the ranks of <laughs> former sidekicks. And that I one is, I, and that's not what, that's not even the one I'm talking about, but that's can awesome. I, can I explain this to you? I mean, so somebody took something, it's clearly a homemade job. I think somebody maybe took this maybe mechanism from a different kind of audio card and then put it on here. Somehow they, I guess they do make those cards where you can program it. You record yeah, you something. you sing happy birthday to grandpa or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, but they seem to have disabled the function where I can tape over it. So I just thought it was a lot of um, technical know-how. <laughs> I like how you're, you're trying to like do like a, like a FBI bomb reconstructionist. You're trying to figure yeah. out who might have made this and what, what the tools they used. And it's very forensic files of you. Did it like, but honestly, did it get you? Were you, were you just kind they of. They totally got me. I had no idea. <laughs> I, how do I, how do I open shit from the tens that has a press play? And then I, and then I'm surprised when it's the game. Like, what did I think it was? Like, I didn't. Where I guess were was, you when you opened the car? I was in the newsroom. And <laughs> Does anybody else there first. know what you're talking about? When you yeah. Get, like, well. Damn it. Card. <clears throat> well, yeah, they know because I've gotten cassette tapes in the mail. I've turned on my car in the morning and the cat song has been playing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was really I was really impressed with this one. I am I too. Really was. That's God bless good. it. That's great. That is really great. Well, I'm glad you didn't know about it because I thought that um, I thought that I was trying to be very vague about it because I didn't want you to know. I figured you already knew. No, I had no idea. Like this this is now at this way. point. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I mean, this is this is like when uh, they opened the Ark of the Covenant. And then all of like the demons escaped, and then it melts that one guy's face off. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like I opened the the Ark of the Cat <laughs> event, event, and mm-hmm. it's now it is. I have nothing to do with it anymore. It's just people just messing with you. <laughs> yeah. What I really hope, I mean, if, if it's the same people that sent you the tape, I mean, I I salute their work. I really hope it's someone else though, just because I really like that other people are getting in on the act. <laughs> well, the thing is, <clears throat> I um. I threw away the envelope that it came in, and because there were so many package envelopes, everybody was getting tons of stuff. I couldn't find the envelope anymore. I'm kind of digging through the garbage a little bit, and then as I like kind of see that somebody's like food is in there or something, I'm just like, you know what? You know what really makes me lose the game? Game of Cats game, <laughs> digging through the effing garbage. <laughs> Like, it's one thing just to, like, send me a card that plays a song. I'm like, all right, you got me. But then I'm going to dig through the garbage and, like, be moving, you know, banana peels out of the way to then figure out so I can maybe sleuth it together as if whoever sent this didn't figure out that I would look at the return address. So, anyway. Oh, that's Good on you. You know what? I'll just take the hat. You know what I'm taking? I'm taking from this the uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hey, in the follow-up file, a couple of things. One, I have received email from our blogger. Mike Frizzell, and our friend Bobby in Boston, who I think collaborated on the uh, very successful cat rolling where they just sent you a blank tape. Um, They both disavow the uh, most recent cat rolling where you got a Christmas card that had an auto-loading little uh, piece of recorded music, which was, of course, the Game of Thrones song sung by cats. So 
Uh, this is notable because if it wasn't Bobby and Mike, it means somebody else is really um, signaling uh, or throwing their hat into the ring when it comes to being a diabolical cat roller. We have another cell. Is what it sounds That's like. right. That's right. Uh, you know, weird day. Weird day for that kind of imagery. Uh, but oh, blame sorry. Me, Ooh, blame yikes. me. I set that up. But yes, we do have we do have a sleeper cell of cat rollers that are taking aim at you. And I don't know if that's. I mean, it was if it was just contained to a couple of overactive folks like Mike and Bobby in Boston, that'd be one thing. But it does sound like the listeners are really coming up with new and increasingly creative ways to mess with your head or make it, you feel loved. I know we established the other day that. You appreciate the attention. It is both flattering and frustrating, so I will um, combine that and turn it into frustrating. More on that in a minute. I want to mention your name is Andrew Walsh, and uh, and you flew up here from Los Angeles, California today. How was the flight? It, it was great. I, the last thing I did before I um, before I saw you here was sit in the pilot seat of the airplane. Of the airplane. They, they came out and got you and walked you up to the to the cockpit? I was um, heading out, uh, you know, shuffling up the aisle like everybody else, and, and then the uh, uh, flight attendant stopped me and said, hold on a second, we need to see you in the cockpit. This is a true story, but I'm leaving some details out. Would you like me to start at the beginning, or do we have business at the top? No, no, no. This has just moved to the top of the list of things I want to hear about right now. <laughs> okay. So let's start at the beginning um, when I'm actually still on the tarmac back in Los Angeles. Do you want me to hold the microphone? If you'd feel more comfortable. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I just want to make sure that you're safe. Are you safe? I, everything is totally under control. <laughs> okay. Earlier when I called you, it was a less great system because I was holding the telephone and driving and holding the microphone. Um, that was not good. This is this is fine. We're we're okay. in good shape. I, I need to control this because if you're saying something and I have a brilliant thought, as I often do, right, right. I need to be able to whip the microphone right back over here and eat it. <laughs> Nothing sexual about what I just no. said, by the way. Not at all. Not at all. So um, I'm on the tarmac in uh, Los Angeles, California, and we're getting ready to take off. And then, <clears throat> you know, every now and then you'll hear the uh, flight attendant uh, say a name over the loudspeaker and. It's never been me in my life. And this time they're like, if passenger Andrew Walsh is on board, please hit your, you know, call button right now. So I'm like, all right. And of course, what is going through your mind? Because, I mean, usually with your beard, I'd assume that you were on a no-fly list. But to, to your, your baby face, baby face Walsh today. Yeah, no. And then so I hit my button and, and a flight attendant comes up to me and says, sir, that is too much face. <laughs> and I said, no, but I, I got this special... Uh, dispensation um, from the TSA and they're like sir that no um, so a, a flight attendant comes over I'm like am I in the wrong seat and I like kind of give her my boarding pass and she's like no I don't think so just can I have your boarding pass for a second I'm like I guess what's going through my head to answer your question is I just you know I had to fly standby a lot when I was a younger person and I felt like I was I was nothing was secure until wheels were up as I like to say like I always felt like I could get bumped off a flight until the very last minute. So I'm kind of thinking, like, well, this is a real flight. I'm not flying standby. Like, I, I deserve to be on this plane like anybody else. So they take my boarding pass. They go up to the front. And then they come back with a, uh, a package for me. Okay, you're reaching into your uh, your little backpack here. What do you think of if If then they come over to you and they hand you... Do you want to describe this, what I'm holding? It's a manila envelope. It's... Uh, 
uh, you know, sort of standard. It's bigger than a ma- regular mailing envelope, but like the kind of thing you'd get your college rejection letter in. Well, I, I don't mean you. I mean right. uh, one no, no, could. No. It is true. Kent State, they only allow the best. And it says Andrew Walsh 26C on it. So that's my seat. But I, the way it's folded up, like it really felt like kind of a espionage sort of situation or maybe a walking paper situation. What are your what are your seatmates thinking? Cuz I've never have never experienced somebody getting paged over the intercom of the plane and then someone bringing them a nondescript package. Like did the people look at you like either, wow, this guy's a terrorist, or this guy's baller status. Well, the woman sitting directly to my left didn't speak a word of English, and so she was, um, so I was kind of helping her with some other things as well. How'd she get on the plane? That sounds like a no-fly list red flag all the way. Right, I was, now I should mention, I was already ringing the uh, the, the uh, flight attendant. Uh, and she was Canadian, <laughs> so was, she, she spoke accented English. Really. <laughs> right. Um, she said a lot of oh-la-las, I don't know. Um... No, so she doesn't speak English, so I don't know what's going through her head. The, the, I'm on the aisle seat, so the guy two away. I don't know if people are really noticing or not. But then I open up the package, and, I, and then it all starts to come together as the flight attendant says, this is from Will and Aiden. You know Will and Aiden. Will, our dear listener friend, Will, and his son, Aiden. Who okay, Will is a, is, a, is a pilot for that yes. very airline. Exactly, and so he is a pilot for... Um, for uh, for uh, maybe we shouldn't say the name of the airline. I don't know should. if it matters, but we'll just be. Maybe it's a it's an airline that you fly a lot in Seattle, and sometimes you go north up to the to the Yukon in Delta. We'll just yeah. <laughs> Southwest. So anyway, so yeah, that that's the so Will is a Will was not flying the plane, but he had like figured out through his like network of computers that apparently only uh, airline pilots are privy to. He was able to track me down right down to the seat number and uh, he had a special care package from his son and uh, from him and inside the care package there are a bunch of nice notes but when you open it up it does make a sound like a cat roll. It's not working right now. It made, it cat rolled me on the plane a little bit too. It was, it had a recording of the Game of Thrones theme as meowed by a cat? Yes, but it doesn't seem to be working anymore. I, maybe the uh, metal detectors ended up ruining it on my way out. Or maybe it it's like a its like a bee. You know the kind of bee that when it stings you, it dies? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it might, it might have been like that. So anyway, that was all uh, very exhilarating for me, and I appreciated this care package. Um, and, oh, Aiden did write in this, sorry about the cat roll, it's just business. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to read this, actually. Yeah, yeah, or actually, fun, maybe yeah. it's safer since I'm driving. Yeah. Can you please read the card from Aiden? So the card from Maine on the front says, Hi, Andrew. Thank you for the shout-out on the pod cart. I had given him a shout-out. I believe on the Little Red Bandwagon I had given him a shout-out. Can't wait to see you at the game. That's the Mariners game tonight. Dad, dad slash Will says the, the vid is for getting tired and emotional or getting some pastrami or bread crust? I, I don't know. I lost the thread. A little I think bit he there. means they gave you a gift card. I think, I think he. I think he. That's Visa, maybe, because it's like a Visa uh, gift card. Yes, yes. So that's the gift card. And then when you open it up, it says, "Oh ha!" And and getting a pig is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of a pig, and then it says "Fireball" in big orange uh, letters. You mean Fireball? Sorry, Fireball. And then it says, "Sorry about the cat roll. It's just business." So then you opened us. Now, now let me let me ask. Uh, 
did you for for people that maybe are, are new to the show that some months or maybe even years ago now we got into this thing where I would try to make you angry by saying I was going to play some relevant piece of audio and then I would just play this annoying cat singing the Game of Thrones thing and our listeners started doing it cat rolling you to sort of mess with you this was like you're on an airplane and someone brings you a package and you open it and then there's a card that's playing the sound was, was your feeling anger was your feeling what did you feel honored what was your emotional state while being cat rolled on an airplane on the tarmac at LAX honestly I it, the pl- acoustics on planes are a little bit odd I kind and I don't think I opened the card I don't want to break Aiden's heart here but I I don't think I realized it was a cat roll until I read the part about sorry about the cat roll then I was like <laughs> what cat roll and then I opened it all the way and I and I heard the cat roll but I was also able at that point to kind of keep it close so I only got cat rolled for like a second or two <laughs> and did you because I would think at that point you'd be like well let's let this fly but your instinct to stop that song however however sort of muddled the experience of you finding out that you were getting cat rolled was you still just shut the card pretty quickly yeah, I just shut it pretty quickly. I mean, there's already a lot of attention on me at this point. <laughs> I've now spoken to two flight attendants who I kept saying, I just kept saying, am I in the wrong seat? And then when they said, oh, this is a you know a gift from, from Will and Aiden, and the, and the one woman said, I don't know what that means, but I'm just supposed to tell you this is from Will and Aiden. And I was like, oh, is Will flying the plane? She's like, no, nobody named Will is flying the plane. And I was like, well, I'm just glad I'm not in trouble. I just kept saying, I'm just glad I'm not in trouble which I wasn't. And then as I'm getting off the plane just now, that's why they stopped me. And and the, the pilot of this plane, a fellow named Mark, who's L.A.-based, by the way, said, Will needs a photo of you on the plane. So he clears off a bunch of room for me in the cockpit, on the seat where people fly planes. Like, there's buttons all over the place. And I'm like, well, i got to be careful not to touch any of these buttons. He's like, don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and I said, it's an airplane, right? He said, yeah, it's just an airplane. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to get in the photo with me? And he's like, no, just you in the cockpit seat. So that was a first for me. Oh, I didn't even tell you this. You know what else is in this package? What? A set of little wings that they give kids to pin on their jacket. Right, right. It's a true story. About five minutes before this is happening, I saw the kid in front of me had these wings, and I had this twinge of jealousy. I shit you not. And I was making fun of myself in my head for being like, don't be jealous of that kid's wings. You're almost 40. You don't need wings. But I was like, yeah, but it would be cool to have those wings. And then five minutes later, I'm presented with my own sense, my own set of wings. And then two hours later, I'm practically flying the plane. Well, folks... That is it. The complete story. I hope that you've all enjoyed this and that tonight the Game of Cats theme is not running through your nightmares. As far as getting in touch with the show, I hope everybody knows all the ways. Facebook, Twitter, throw your phone, blah, 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 fax Bobby your butt. And until next time, this is the next party. And we love you so much, Jen. Nailed it.